to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, he's got no connection issues, it's Master Bly, Luke Blywalker, how you doing mate? No connection issues yet. <laughs> yet. That's the important word. Uh, oi, oi, Savaloy. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Not bad. Um, you, you know what warmed my heart the other day? Something really, really nice and really just, it's a credit to all the session sickheads, mate. Right? <laughs> little little Jamie Richards goes to some Comic Con, I don't know where, like Norfolk or Suffolk, I don't know. And old, old, old Shane Daly and his boys meet up with him. They got a photo together. Lovely. They put it on the Discord server. And that just like warms my heart, mate. Like when the sickheads, the listeners, the community like meet up in real life and, you know, connect and talk Star Wars because of this like common love of Star Wars. Yeah, it's just really nice, mate. I just well, wanted to open the episode with that, you know. It's really nice. I mean, it's see. a great place to open, but don't ever go to Shay Richards and call yourself a sickhead <laughs> to his missus because she ain't having it in that ha- household which was the story I thought you were going to tell uh, in a nutshell Jamie Richards' wife has banned him from calling using the word sickheads in his house oh. despite the fact we are legion we are the sickheads but I love seeing that I love it when yeah the the second the seconds the session sickheads the squad the man them the gang meet mm. up off their own back you know uh, same as the discord it's pretty much self-serving you wake up in the morning eating your breakfast next thing you know overnight people have been talking throughout the day people have been talking about any old good stuff right. it is wonderful very very proud of the community and i'm so so pleased to have everyone we do in it and yeah that picture this weekend was just another reason why mate good good shout good shout to open the show with thank you buddy good job thank you and you know you know what else is really nice on the old discord we have a sports chat which i'm we sure do. A lot of people, probably Jamie as well, because he always does a moan about this whenever we see him. Uh, We've got a sports chat on the Discord. He's muted it, probably. And we talk (laughs) about foot. Mostly, it's mostly football on there, but occasionally people talk about tennis or NFL. Stupid stuff. But at the moment, at the moment, oh, uh, oh, Sean Hudson, brother of a big boy, Matty, um, Mm -hmm. is running again the fantasy football star wars sessions league um what who can won i say last year? mate oh, who did i don't know who did win <laughs> this who guy was win? so quick to be like oh, i'll mention it on this week's show because the reigning champion of the star wars sessions fantasy football league is luke bligh who uh yeah, it, it was very much a marathon lo- last year not a sprint but he came out on top mate can't wait to do it again 
I was actually like well pleased with last year because in in the last game week there were like four of us that could yeah. have won it, and yeah. I, I and I'm I'm a, I'm a City fan. My dad was a City fan, and I subbed out Erling Haaland because I was like, mate, I don't he's, think he's, he's going to deliver him. the points. I'm, he's not going to deliver the points this game week. They're going to save him for the FA Cup and for Champions League, and and if he does, he's going to be on for like maybe half the match or something. Brought in Harry Kane, captain him, bang, won it. That's I'm it. taking that all That's day it. long. What are the anyway, details, mate? Right. If you want to join, there's always a code to join. Um, yes. Our league code, this is the fancy Premier League football. It's the official one. We're not doing any like different ones. You can download the app, right? The league code is, is lowercase RIG7FC. All lowercase. So it's rig 7 FC. That is our fantasy football Premier League Star Wars sessions code. It's open for all of you. Let's have a laugh. I think we've already got like 15, 16 teams. Um, already uh, last check yeah we'll put we'll put that mm. code in the show description below so uh check it out and we'll put the link to how to join as well i'm in it even yeah. though my team's not in the premier league but you know i thought i'd join and show you schmucks just you know what you're missing but I, i've got a really good team this year mate i'm actually pretty confident for the first week that i play it that i'm going to be on top i'm going to oh, give yeah. it a go this year <laughs> i am i am really am going to give it a go this, last last season last season was the first season i've ever done from start to finish like outside of the tournaments, like I usually do the World yeah. Cup and Euros ones. But anyway, look, the people who don't do football, and I'm not going to call it the other word, the S word. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to call it that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're getting back to Star Wars and my days. This this week's show, we have wanted to do. It's been on our to do list for over a year, long comfortably, time over a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've wanted to do this, but we've wanted to wait for the right time. And we've also wanted to do the right research because this this topic took more research than I could ever have imagined, mate. So it's a deep one. Listen, I'm I'm looking forward to it. We got another one, another spice one this week. You know how it is, guys. It's a deep one, my man. But before we go too deep in the filth, I need to get rid of this chiming in my ears. I know what it is. You do know what it is, mate. Don't pretend you don't. But the listeners may not know what it is. What does it all mean, my friend? It's Galactic News Round. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. The acolyte showrunner Leslie Headland has stated that getting the higher-ups at Lucasfilm to approve the inclusion of a Wookiee Jedi, Kelnaka, in the show was a tough sell before Yona Sotomo was eventually cast. Billy D. Williams has announced his autobiography, What Have We Here?, which will recount his career from Brian Song to Star Wars and beyond. The book will be released on 13th of February, 2024. And Ahsoka character posters have been released on social media, including a depiction of Sabine Wren using Ezra Bridger's lightsaber. Hi, this is Mike Quinn. I played Nine Num in the Star Wars movies, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible on the TV screen. 
But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. Now, for its 20th anniversary, the adventure of a lifetime returns to the big screen. In a way you've never seen before. There'll be no one to stop us this time. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. With newly enhanced visual effects. They're coming in too fast! THX and digital sound. And a few new surprises. Hanabuki Bardonyanda. On President's Day weekend, 1997, George Lucas and 20th Century Fox invite you to welcome back Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and R2-D2. Finally, the motion picture event, the way it was meant to be experienced. This will be a day long remembered. As the entire Star Wars trilogy returns. On February 14th, Star Wars, followed soon after by The Empire Strikes Back. And then, Return of the Jedi. Move closer! For a whole new generation who have yet to experience it on the big screen. And for everyone else to experience it again. is our last hope. No, there is another. The Star Wars Trilogy, Special Edition. See it again, for the first time. The Force will be with you, always. Tonight's main discussion is scheduled for 60 minutes and is to decide who shot first. In the left corner, hailing from the mean streets of Corellia, Weighing in at 176 pounds, it's Han, the smuggler, Solo. Yeah, give it up. Now, in the right corner, representing Rodia and weighing in at a cool 172 pounds, he is the green geezer, Greedo. No time for that guy. No time. Han, before we go, can, do you have any kind of uh, comments on the debate? Han, anything at all? Um, I don't care. Excellent, perfect. Well, um, Han Solo, everybody. <laughs> yes, come on, you know what it is. A debate that's been raging since 1997. Now, that was find not in the show notes. This is not in the show notes. I got him. It's made its way, mate, onto prime time Star Wars sessions. You get it. We're looking at the infamous who shot first debate, the source of such controversy <laughs> rage analysis actual legal thoughts and more Ugh. mate lukey boy isn't it all a bit mental though i frankly it's it's crazy and it goes to show how crazy star wars is how crazy the fans are and how crazy george lucas is, he is. you know like the whole thing is just a little bit mad mate and like you said yeah con- con- controversial I think that's the word. I think that's the word for who shot first. And I remember this coming like back into the zeitgeist, I think, when the Disney acquisition was happening. And just it, it, it just like the, the whole conversation just caught fire all over 
again with like new fans or people maybe rediscovering their fandom or their love for Star Wars, getting back into it and he- people like Hello Greedo on YouTube, like releasing videos on it and, and, and discussions about it, opinion pieces on it. Um, but, you know, it, it, we love it. Uh, we love what it. is it? What what is it, Matty boy? If you were because I'm sure uh, uh, the, uh, most of our listeners are well aware of the whole who shot first saga, yeah, which is kind of yeah. what we're calling it a saga because it feels like that. This thing has been going for a, a, a while. Describe to someone, mate, like what this is and what we're talking about. Like, what's the gist? This is probably the hardest thing to try and describe to somebody and not make it sound mental you know a space smuggler a green alien in a cantina filled with other aliens but 1977 uh, in a nutshell star wars comes out we first meet han solo he's spoken to obi-wan kenobi and luke skywalker he's offered to take them off tatooine for a high price in the millennium falcon just as he's going to docking bay 94 to get the falcon Mm -hmm. ready he is accosted by greedo a Rodian bounty hunter who apparently has a pretty good reputation. Now, the two have a tete-a-tete, a disagreement. And uh, originally, it would seem Han Solo shoots Greedo in cold blood, murders him, so he's not taken into Jabba the Hutt. Now, that was 1977. Fast forward 20 years, 1997. The debate really starts there, doesn't it, mate? Because George, like you said, he's a bit mental. He He's a revisionist. He likes to change his own history. Uh, and he's decided to tinker with this scene. Probably the most out of any of the scenes he's ever done, certainly in Star Wars. Is mm-hmm. that right? Off the top of my head? I think so. Surely. Yeah. I think so. I think so. This has gone through a lot of changes. Um, <laughs> and we're, we're going to be... T- this scene has gone through so many changes and we're going to be going through them all uh, in this episode, including including the early script. The early script, which was, of course, titled The Adventures of Luke Starkiller as taken from the Journal of the Wills. Snappy. Chapter one, Star Wars. Um, basically, in 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 the draft, it's pretty it's pretty straightforward, actually, guys, and quick. We can briefly read um, like about the scene in question. Obviously, this whole episode's about it. Suddenly, the slimy alien disappears in a blinding flash of light. Han pulls his smoking gun from beneath the table as the other patrons look on in a bemused amazement. So there's not really any talk of like who's shooting first per se, right? It's obvious that Han just kills him, right? Yeah. 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 Is that Han kind of the just shot? And I felt, uh, looking into this, it was a librarian from the University of Brunswick in Canada named Christian Brown. She discovered what looked to be a shooting script dated March the 15th, 1976, with the title that you've just given, the long old title for the original Star Wars and the adventures of Luke Starkiller and everything else. Uh, and that's where this revelation or this bit of information really came from. And mm. Lucasfilm at the time wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily say whether it was true or not but they said the information that was within it lined up with what they have in their archives so it is the the script that uh ms brown found is an authentic script or at least an authentic copy of such and in Correct. it 
it seems to open up the can of worms or even close a can of worms that originally Han shot. You know, Greedo was right. there giving it the big I am and Han Solo <laughs> blows him out of the sky, essentially. Now, that that was the original scene, wasn't it? And that was 1976. So this one was, this particular one was dated March the 15th, 76. So a year, a year and a bit before the film would see the light of day in the state. So that's his kind of earliest origin, isn't it? Yeah. I can't believe we're doing an episode on this. I am so great, happy. I'm so happy that we're doing, that we're doing yeah, this. Yeah. So again, it's as my boy said, it's all pretty straightforward <laughs> as of right now, right? So we we know the script version. Han shoots first. That that's generally the conclusion that we can gather from this. Although I will argue, and we'll get to this later. I will argue at times it is maybe a little bit unclear the details are left for like the people on the day who are doing the filming who are doing the directing to kind of you know create what they want but anyway right let's fast forward to 1977 the release of star wars this is no longer the adventures of luke starkiller as taken from the journal of the wills no no it's just star wars just star wars and let's listen to how it unfolds. You know it, you love it. Yes, Greedo. As a matter of fact, I was just going to see your boss. Tell Jabba that I've got his money. Yeah, but this time I've got the money. I don't have it with me. Tell Java. Even I get boarded sometimes. Do you think I had a choice? For my dead body. Right, uh, a married man and a father of one are now going to try and break down what we've just heard in that scene. It, without any subtitles, it's mental, isn't it? We were looking at each other during, like, what, what is going on? But that is the yeah. original scene now between Han Solo, played by Harrison Ford, and mm-hmm. Greedo, played in tandem by Paul Blake and Maria de Aragon in the Moss Eisley Cantina. Now, as you've heard, there was the tete-a-tete, as we mentioned, Mid, almost mid-sentence, there is one blast of shot. It's Han Solo's. Greedo falls down dead. He is gone. So, 1976, we have mm. the uh, script saying Han shoots, essentially. 1977, so it would seem from the frame that we've got on the, uh, and the perspective, it's just Han. That shoots our introduction to Han Solo is that he is this cold-hearted smuggler who shoots first, talks second, or in some cases, doesn't even talk, shoots first, flips a coin, and then apologizes sardonically. But it was, for me, a very, a, such a, even now, in that initial reveal, 
other than maybe Harrison Ford's own introduction in Raiders of the Lost Ark, it was such a cool way to really show us just what this character was all about. You know, he's he, he, we know he's a bit shady from his dealings with Obi and Luke, but now we see him here. He's got his foot on the table. He's looking around, picking at the wall, unholsters his gun, bang. There's no second thought. And that, for the longest time, is how we saw Han Solo. Um, so when I saw it, mate, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, this is a, this is a pretty cool and finite uh, final way of showing the character but um obviously when when you're you're listening to that now and given 76 and 77 of of being and come mm. pre- pretty unanimous it was just hard surely yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean it's it's who he's meant to be isn't he i think i think you know and at um, least originally originally and i i suppose it gives the character a lot of room for development and a lot of room for growth right like yeah, he is the dude who just like shoots a guy at the table because he feels like, well, if I'm not going to shoot first, then I'm going to get killed, shoot or be shot, I suppose, in this instance. And yeah, it's um, it's wonderful. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just <Murder>. shooting, shooting <laughs> of our green alien friends, you know, a little green friend. And yeah, I it's funny it. that they, this, this also makes up such a large part of solo, a star Wars story, you know, 2018 solo film. And, and, and that's kind of a, a, a crescendo in that, in that film, you know, Tobias Beckett versus Han Solo right at the end. And Tobias is saying, Hey, look, what have I taught you? And, uh, and I'm, bang you know han has learned his lesson and yeah it just it kind of makes sense and let's be honest it's the original it's the papa it's the alpha you know the <laughs> yeah, omega and and it's and it's and it's iconic and I, yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory right it's pretty self-explanatory now matty boy yes, we, we were in 1977 we were in the 70s Let's fast forward to the 1990s, right? 20 years later, which, by the way, we are now further away from 1997 specifically oh. than, you know, than so <laughs> you know, 20 years later. Then, probably, yeah. yeah. Oh, that which is, always, which is always a little bit weird. Uh, and I bet it's weirder for you, mate, because you're older than me. So I hate <laughs> you. you. Know. I know. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember the uh, Star Wars special editions? Obviously, we heard the trailer um, up top. Um, do you remember like those dropping in the cinemas in nineteen ninety seven? hundred percent, mate. I went to see them at the cinema, and I remember the the VHS sets that came out. Those really cool, iconic that I wore, which I don't always like, but the iconic VHS sets. You got the silver one, the gold ones. Love, love, love those. We've got one. Uh, I've got one downstairs somewhere, but um, yes, I do remember these. It was my first cinematic exposure to Star Wars. Obviously, the prequels would become, you know, new Star Wars, and you know what would what you what you would call like your Star Wars because mm. uh, that was it was all new. I didn't grow up with the OT from the early days. It got me not long before the special editions, but I do remember these, mate. I do remember them coming out. I remember going to see them at um, in Woking Cinema. Uh, I don't know why we went to Woking and then Guildford for the prequels, but hey-ho, that's parents for you. But I do remember this, mate, and I remember reading in the papers kind of a little bit of not hype, but more just kind of excitement that these films are coming back, uh, that the, they're expected to do quite well. And 12-year-old me at the time was thinking, oh, that's, you know, I didn't, couldn't really comprehend what doing quite well at the cinema meant other than lots of people turning up. But 
lots of people did turn up. And as per the trailer you heard at the top of the show there, we were promised updated graphics, updated sound, which they definitely did, certainly the, the latter there, but also uh, a couple of uh, sneaky new additions. And they led with the uh, alien being thrown off the back of that dinosaur in uh, Mos Eisley. Well, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, they buried the lead a little bit because they didn't lead with the fact that they changed the Han versus Greedo scene in the cantina. And the more we talk about it, it and it is wild because we've just played the whole scene, mate, a minute and I don't know, 50 seconds maybe. And the actual incident in question probably takes up about four seconds, yet it's become so controversial and it all really began in 1997 with the special edition change, isn't it, mate? This is where George decided... No, I'm I'm not sure on this. I'm going to change it now. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> it's going in. 20 oh, years. It's 20 years. And it's it's probably worth noting that George Lucas George. isn't the only guy to do something like this, right? Like Steven Spielberg did it with E.T., didn't mm-hmm. he? You know, when the police are chasing uh the kids right they've yes, got they've yep. got firearms in there and he was like look you know i i, I wanted to change that and I'm, I'm also gonna gonna say this that later on he more or less changed it back because he was like look i wanted the art to at the time i thought this and this and this there were reasonings behind it right but i'm changing it back because it needs to be of its time we can't just go and edit stuff and yep. And change things. And that's where I think, like, a lot of people were frustrated with this change, you know, because it's not just a, a, a new dinosaur looking alien or, you know, here's Jabba in a new, in, in a new hope or here's, you know, a change in color correction and maybe added deleted scenes. It's, it's nothing like that. It's, it is changing the narrative of, a character and my boy you know this is again this is like the mid to late 90s right 1997 the internet is starting to take off and there were websites being built around han shooting first right han yep. shot first became a cultural lexicon overnight right and people were talking about it they would create forums and and talk about oh stupid george lucas and blah blah blah, blah. and oh. this is i think really this is where it began. You know, like, there's that, and I, th- I think it's a load of rubbish anyway, but, you know, like the people versus George Lucas movement of Ooh. the 90s and the 2000s and maybe yeah. even the early 2010s, people that hate George Lucas, don't like the prequels, hate the changes, and just think that he's an absolute idiot. Well, listen, let's hear from George. Let's, let's listen to why, from, from, his, from his own mouth, why he wanted to make this change. And, I don't know, maybe if we agree with it or not. It was always meant that Greedo fired first. And in the, in the original film, you don't get that too well. And then there was a discussion about, well, it's good that it's left amorphous and everything, but I basically, um, in terms of Han's character and everything, I didn't like the fact that when he was introduced, the first thing he did is just gun somebody down in cold blood. That wasn't what was meant to be there. <laughs> good old George, that voice, but- man. Oh, yeah, that's not what it was meant to do. Why was it in the script then? (laughs) (laughs) People got the wrong end of the stick for 20 years about what I told them to think. I mean, (laughs) it's a visual medium and we saw a man shoot an alien. Uh, I wouldn't say he's unarmed, but he was in cold blood. And then we're being told, (laughs) well, that's not quite what we meant with the scene, guys. Um, 
I love George. I will always have love for George. Um, and as for those <clears throat> documentaries and that, they can they can do one. George is a George is a king amongst men, oh, yeah. but he's not uh, he's not fallible. You know, he's, he he can still do things which are a bit daft. And I think this kind of change and the reasoning behind it to me is just a little bit flimsy. And mm-hmm. to be to basically say, yeah, I, I understand in hindsight thinking, oh yeah, maybe that might have been a bit tough and a bit rough to make him that cold blooded killer. But to change it in the way that that they did actually makes the scene a lot worse. It impacts the scene in this 1997 special edition because not only is the color grading awful, but it, it's now changed to have Greedo shooting first and missing. Now, you know, Hans as far away as, you know, he's about two feet away, if that, two feet away. And then Han gets spooked and shoots back. And that's now what we're reduced to, that... To me, looking at the scene, 77 to 97, we're now leading by Han Solo as the luckiest man alive. Those lucky gold dice really do work because now suddenly he he can avoid being shot from two yards out to not be seen as a cold-blooded killer. I don't like this change in the the Mm -hmm. 1997 special editions. Yeah, we're going to go through the rest of them. Because initially, and I can't say I thought this at the time because I was 12, but over the years, uh, and you know everyone can see this, for me it derails what is Han's story in what was originally a standalone film, A New Hope. He's gone from the Mm -hmm. cold-hearted smuggler to the actual hero by the end, blowing Darth Vader's uh, TIE fighter out of the trench. And now he's just lucky, and Greedo is the worst bounty hunter in the world, luckily for him. (laughs) I think George's comments, though, are... It's easy to say 20 years later that he didn't want this to be seen this way, or it shouldn't have been, but it's kind of presented in that way, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, like, (laughs) I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't add up in my head. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I've got another quote here from George saying, I was never really able to tell the story I wanted to tell. I had to self-censor the story down to something I knew could be done given the technology I had available. (laughs) I was frustrated and got A New Hope, Star Wars, finished somehow. But it wasn't finished to the level that I wanted it to be finished. And this kind of brings us back to the whole, you know, is are ever really truly finished. You know, we've said over over the course of the years doing this show that, you know, a lot of artists feel like that, particularly when they look at their paintings, you know, they would look at their pieces and go, oh, if I, I would just change that. It's very common amongst architects to even. They look at mm-hmm. a building like, oh, man, oh, maybe in retrospect or in hindsight would have done this and this and this. And But there's, there's, you know, going back to what Spielberg said about, well, no, that's just, it's part of the time. It has to be part of the time. I, I see both sides of it. It's the truth. I, I can kind of get the frustration maybe. And the fact of the matter is, you know, uh, George had to put out a film. It had to try and break even at the time because yeah. let's, re- let's not forget they did not know that Stars was going to earn any money. They assumed no it was going to be a flop, right? So they just needed to get it, get it out and try and recover and recoup, you know, as much money as possible is you know that's it right <clears throat> now what's interesting on doing a little bit of research right on the 1997 special edition mate i did not know this 
and I wonder if you knew this, right? But this is news to me. Apparently, apparently or allegedly, the change was actually not to do with any of this, not to do with the art, yeah? It's actually due to Lucas wanting Han to come off to not come off as a cold-blooded killer, rather acting in self-defense. Um, apparently, he didn't want to risk giving the entire special edition a PG-13 rating, thus limiting the audience for a theatrical run. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think you've got Spielberg to blame for that. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong here, but I do mm. remember Jurassic Park was one of the reasons why they bought in a 12 rating. Uh, oh, sorry, was why the uh, Jurassic Park has something to do with, sorry, with um, ratings being so PG-13, 12. Yeah, or 12A being, in the UK. 12A, but being so um, lent mm. on because that actually came out as a 12 at the time. That was before 12A. And parents were saying, I want to take my kids. So they moved it down to a PG. So I'm not entirely sure that I can buy that. Now look, listen, I'm not on the BBFC board of censorship or the uh, the United States equivalent. But I mean, in Jurassic Park, you can see a guy get eaten on the crapper. You see plenty of other things which are probably worse than Han shooting first. But of course, you know, a firearm is uh, isn't anything to be messed with. It, even nowadays, you see the them being used less and less in in, mm. in media throughout. So. It's my, whilst I think, again, it's a bit of a flimsy kind of reasoning. I don't think it mm-hmm. would have actually given the uh, entire trilogy a 12 rating or a 12A or a PG-13 rating. But I, I think it's another kind of crutch for George to lean on in mm. the uh, examples of what, you just, just, of what you've just been saying, that an artist is never truly happy. Like George said, he didn't feel what that Star Wars slash A New Hope was the film he wanted to make because of the limitations at the time. Mm. I just wish, I mean, there's other films that Ridley Scott's been doing it with Blade Runner for the longest time as well. George isn't the only one. It it does kind of beg the question, though, of, you know, how much is enough for me? Because if Spielberg himself can go back and rechange his own amendments, you know, maybe he could have had a word of George's ear, but George, as we know, is famously fiery, famously stubborn. And let's 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 look at the other side of it. He's doing what he thought was best for his film. He said it all along. I make the film for me. I don't, you know, I don't mm. make them for the fans per se. You know, I make the choices I want to make. So on that sense, though, I also respect <sighs> that. Whilst I might not agree yeah. with it, I respect the fact that he's like, no, no, I'm not happy. I have to go to bed thinking I made this. I don't like it. I'm changing it, and I respect that. You know, especially in a film as huge as Star Wars and New Hope was, to be able to go in and be like, nah, the, the iconic scene, I don't like it, I'm going to change it. And you can make your hard mm. shot first websites all you want, but it started something, didn't it? It really did. Yeah. No, no, it did, mate. It did. And this continued way into the future, even with the very weird dodge that Han does oh. in the edit. <laughs> We've not even mentioned that, have we? Where Han is edited to like move his head slightly. <laughs> the weird. Who, who looked even in '97 with technology not looking great? How can you look at that and be like, "This is it. This is ready to go out worldwide <laughs> yes. and ship." Yeah, and the bolts look terrible as well. Like the blaster bolts are horrific. Yeah, checks out. Checks yeah, out. It works. Exactly. No, he's like, "This it is, works. This is how I wanted to make it." Let's just actually know his head doesn't look unnatural enough. Let's just move it a little <laughs> bit more. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I can't have it. I'm sure they'll fix it in later editions. I'm sure. 
I may have gone too far in a few places. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> anyway, future, future, future. 2004, you guys might remember the silver DVD box sets mm. that came out, right? Um, Han and Greedo in this almost fire at the same time. That's right. There are changes. Once again, they are very, very minute, but they're almost firing at the same time. Almost. Greedo yeah. still shoots first, though. Um, and that's it. I think the, the, what's what's interesting from from the research again on this is that it actually might have not been intentional, and it might have been just a byproduct of again further heavy color correction. Yeah. So, <laughs> shrug. <laughs> I suppose that's two thousand and four. The two thousand and four bit. <laughs> I'm guessing yeah, the Greedo dummy still looks awful as it slumps to the table, and you can tell. You can tell even more so now. It's even more apparent that it's a dummy. It's, it's nobody in that suit. It's just a dummy. Um, I'm getting a dummy. I'm talking like I'm getting genuinely annoyed at this, but um, no, yeah. Are, so we've gone from Han shooting to Han to Greedo shooting first, missing Han, and he retaliates. 2004, we get to they're nearly at the same time, but Greedo levers one out first. Um, mm. And then, yeah, we mo- and we move to 2011. Then, don't we, mate? With right. the Blu-ray, uh, the Blu-ray Anakin box set release, the the Sark complete saga with little Annie on the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time released on Blu-ray, and of course came with an- some nice uh, extras, some nice special edition extras, and a new version of the <laughs> Han versus Greedo scene. Though it's, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you can tell they've made changes to this scene here because if you watch it greedo still fires first but they've there's little cuts and little edits in it to make it look like they're almost doing at the same time i think for me this is the one where i don't think george is i don't think because he doesn't bow to criticism but i think this is the closest we ever got to him saying right okay they they pretty much shot at the same time but greedo still actually shot first here Mm -hmm. um and it, it, if you watch it side by side with the original, the pacing is actually very similar as well, whereas the other ones are a little bit slower. The, Correct. It matches up a little bit more, but Greedo still fires. And if you watch with an eagle eye and, um, on super slow motion, like uh, some geek called Matt did, you can see that Greedo gets <laughs> off his... I've, I've um, been doing the same. Exactly. Geeks I've like Lukey Boy same. and Matty Boy. You, uh, Greedo gets his uh, pencil-thin laser bolt. The, the laser bolts in this scene are like the lightsabers in Rebels. They just don't look... They just do not look right. But 2011, Blu-ray set, mate, is edited. It's still not the same scene. But now they, again, almost shoot at the same time, just a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you feel about that one? <laughs> I mean... I'm I'm happy he went back and edited. This was a re-edit, by the way, of all six Star Wars films at the time. It's not just yes. the originals. It was the prequels too. So a bit of uh, color correction. The prequels didn't get many changes, just coloring, I think. The originals, I from, again, my research, I'm pretty sure they just started from scratch with this and just wanted to redo it right with the same concept of before, but with the idea of polishing it. And with that, they actually removed about 10 frames from the scene, 10 frames. Um, And yeah, it's basically the same, but just arguably a little bit, 
a little bit better, a little bit more improved upon, but Greedo still shoots first. Um, in, in, in This is now four years later, 2015, right? So George has sold the company, right? That's it. George has sold it. But he said this, Han Solo was going to marry Leia. You look back and say, should he be a cold-blooded slayer? Because I was thinking, mythologically, should he be a cowboy? Should he be John Wayne? And I said, yeah, he should be John Wayne. And then, and when you're like, <laughs> and when you're John Wayne, you don't shoot people first. You let them have the first shot. It's a mythological reality that we hope our society pays attention to. So he's doubling down, mate, boy. Yeah, he's doubling down. What? Yeah, he's uh, he's unrepentant. It's classic George Lucas. That's why we love him. And he, he he said to the Hollywood Reporter in one interview that well, he went back and actually they made the shot a little bit wider just so we could see all along Greedo actually shot first. Whereas I went back mm. to look at that original footage and I don't think that's the case. But uh, a lot of people have argued that because the original was so kind of chaotic and it, it, it is uh, the because it's shot on film and it's grainy and mm-hmm. it is maybe slightly more truncated that. Oh, it's not clear as to who shot first. Khan shot in that first one. That's the only one. We get to 2011. We get to 2015, and George is doubling down, and I respect him. But you know, there are there are new layers in classic George fashion as well. There are new layers being added to his own mythology. Originally, it was you know I didn't want him to be seen as a cold blooded killer. I don't think that's who the the the, the character was. Now it's well, he was going to marry Leia, so I didn't want him to be you know uh, a bad a too much of a bad boy because Leia wouldn't. Leia wouldn't like him. And then he's talking to himself. It's like, and then I thought, what if John Wayne did this? And I said, yeah, John Wayne wouldn't do that. I love the idea of him talking to himself in the mirror, but uh, I'm pretty sure John Wayne shot first a few times in his um, huge, huge film catalogue. But I mean, this is what he wanted. He, he, he wanted Han to be a cowboy with a heart of gold, I guess. <laughs> and, I guess. And this, I guess. And this is the guy. Yeah. That wrote the prequels and gave us Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> oh, who is the hero. Yeah, George's own words. He, he, you know, Anakin's the, the hero, right? You know, episodes one to six. He ain't. You know, killing younglings, slaying younglings. Yeah, yeah but and what it, you're not seeing, the- mate, is in the wider version, that, that kid actually ignites his lightsaber first and tries to stab Anakin. Oh. So he had to kill them oh. all. In, that's why all the 66 happened. Self-defense, mate. Self-defense. That's all okay. it was. Okay, I do. It's in. It's interesting because again, I, I, I get where George is coming from, right? I get the reasoning behind it. It's just that I don't buy it, and I don't even think like deep down he buys it. It's. It's. (laughs) Um. I think it's interesting. There's that photo online of George wearing the Han shot first T-shirt as well. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's the uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, set they're on location and George is wearing a, sh- a t-shirt it just says Han shot first um, and it, it's in and about this time when he actually said about the criticism he says to me the original Star Wars the 1977 cut to me that doesn't really exist anymore I'm sorry you saw a half completed film and fell in love with it but I want it to be the way I want it to be you know that's there's, there's, there's tripping <laughs> no I'm sorry you enjoyed a half finished film you Egypt but it ain't what I wanted so I'm going to wear this T-shirt and rub it in. You know, George is George. And listen, I can understand why that might rub people up the wrong way because it is a very 
kind of aggressive stance to have. Now, I don't agree that you should then come out with silly songs, silly documentaries, of course. But George, uh, again, he's nothing if not, you know, his own person. He believes that these versions are the the versions that exist now. Like canonically, these are the versions, and it's mm-hmm. and it's George's words. And even Paul Blake, who played Greedo, our boy Paul, proper English lad, he said in 2016, he said, "Of course, it, it is said it all in the original script. We played the scene in English, and at the end of the scene, it reads Han shoots the alien. It, it, it's all it says, and that's what happens." It was very painful. Blake felt that Greedo shooting at and missing Solo at very short range made him appear inept and that Greedo has more glory if he's just blown away. And it's interesting to hear, obviously we know what Harrison thinks, um, (laughs) Harrison couldn't care less. Uh, The guy who played Greedo, Paul Blake, one of them, says, kind of wish they kept it as it is because Greedo goes out in a blaze of glory rather than Mm -hmm. this punk who can't shoot from two yards away. Whereas George is saying, listen, it, the film wasn't the one I wanted to release. I'm sorry, but it's not how I wanted it to be. I've since gone back and changed it. Uh, you know, I don't think they could add anything more to that scene, mate, to make it even weirder, surely. I don't think they could. <laughs> well. <laughs> dun, dun, well, dun. <laughs> let's, let's fast forward. I can't believe this. I cannot <laughs> believe this. Let's fast forward to 2019 four years ago this is now the disney plus launch event and um out of nowhere what 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 do you do when disney plus launches and you can stream instantaneously star wars original content prequel content sequel content in 4k in a really crispy crispy spicy quality Mm. um no changes are there to a new hope Again, are there? I don't know. Let's let's listen to the scene. I don't think there's any changes, but let's just have a listen, mate. See what happens. I don't have it with me. Tell Java. Even I get bored at sometimes. Do you think I had a choice? Over my dead body. McClunky, isn't isn't it funny that the word they added actually uh, (laughs) actually described the editing as well of that scene? (laughs) Proper McClunky. (laughs) Where did this come from? I just remember waking up one day and logging onto some social media and seeing that McClunky was just new thing of the day out of nowhere out Mm. of nowhere well um yeah i (laughs) i remember i remember this day i'm sure there's an episode of us like reacting to it you know it was like in the news and yeah we'll have to um i didn't i didn't think to look back and find that but uh maybe maybe we should probably one of our listeners who are going back into the archives like knows it better than us like chris or something i don't know but um yeah um apparently apparently here's the rumor guys here's the rumor so there's just this word added into this scene and you're like right brilliant so we didn't think it would be changed anymore no george changes it again um apparently george lucas made this change back in the day probably probably yeah 
italicized like probably mm-hmm. Britain's Greatest Star Wars podcast, probably for the 3D version that was cancelled when production for the new films began. Um, the changes were made by Lucas before Disney acquired the franchise in 2012. Um, yeah, because obviously we got the Phantom Menace 3D re-release, right? And the plan was they were going to do all six, and then yep. the Disney acquisition happened. So, <laughs> well, speaking of the Phantom Menace, mate, did you hear the rumor that Saboba is the first person to actually say McClunky? Have you heard that one? Well, it's not even a rumor, mate. It's a fact. Capital yeah. F. Capital F. What? Fact. You're yeah. about to hear it now. Listen to this. Keep your ears peeled. Yeah, go on. Jawa wawa moki makanonki ona noto woshagi wampete. Right there, isn't it? I can't get my voice out deep. That's bad. Um, but he says maklunki. They're saying so. They're saying it's spelled M A space K L O U N K E, which um, when Sabolbas tells Anakin that particular maklunki means it will be the end of you. So Sabolbas is saying he's going to murder a child, um, which is probably in hindsight he didn't mean that. He didn't want to be seen as a cold-blooded. The wider version showed him say something else, but right because um, he was going to so, marry Padme later. So that's right because she was an angel and, and all that. <laughs> um, so in in the Phantom Menace, we hear Sabolbas say a version of Maklunki. Whether it's the same one, I don't know. But a lot of Star Wars scholars say it is. The question I have is who li- who heard this in 2019 and thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. This takes me back to that scene in The Phantom Menace mm-hmm. where Sebulba's uttering this utter drivel and says, Maklunki. somebody must have been watching it that day and just happened to hear it and be like, hold on, this, this, this can't be. But apparently it's, yeah, it's from The Phantom Menace. It's something that Sebulba says. And the word McClunky means it will be the end of you. So for some reason, the, the scene stops in mid-flow. So Greedo can just say, <laughs> it will be the end of you and then miss, which makes it even, it, it makes it funnier which is proper George, like George humour, but McClunky is is now canon. That is it, you know, whether or not people like canon, that is the version yeah. that George will tell you is the only version, is the McClunky cut. And I don't know how to feel about that, mate. Honestly, honestly, yep. I kind of like it. <laughs> Mc, oh, sorry, oh God, okay. So if you're, if, if, in your waking dreams, you hear this. McClunky. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I dig it. I dig it. I like the way as well. It's not just like McClunky. It's McClunky. McClunky. Like he really commits to it, doesn't he? It's very good. It's very good. I like it, right? And like you, I have watched this scene um, slow mode with a slow playback. Now, I am convinced. I could be wrong, right? And it could be that I need to get like a better quality version of it and slow it way down. I am convinced in the 2019 version, or we can call it the Disney Plus version, the last edit George Lucas made to the uh, Star Wars and New Hope, um, I'm convinced they shoot at the same time, more or less, more or less at the same time. I'm convinced. Did you did you rewatch that bit on slow-mo or you... I did, and I, I think it's more uh, akin to, what is it, the 2011 version where it's almost the same. I still think Greedo gets that pop-off first, but because um, I don't think George would ever relent. Because we again, just to call it what it is, this is a George Lucas edit. It's not a Disney edit. This is a George edit. Correct. I don't think George would be like, 
do you know what? Let's just let's just have Han shooting first after <laughs> all of this double, triple, quadrupling down. You maybe you're right. When I when I went back and watched it a few times, and the one time in slow mo, it looks like for the smallest of milliseconds, smallest of margins, that Greedo gets his one off first because Han still does his like neck jerk. Um, yeah, but maybe Han's got the force to know that bolt's coming. But to me, it looks like Greedo oh, just. But um, as a man who loves the scene and the whole McClunkiness of it all, I'm willing to go back and check it out again. Can you believe? That a change that was that was made in 1997 from something that was written in the mid 1970s is still being talked about, still being changed, and still generating discussion to this day. And Harrison in 2019 to now 2023, and Han Solo, Harrison Ford, still doesn't really care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, I'm cool. glad we have finally. Well, who do, who do you think? Who do I you think? I was about to ask you. Um, yeah, who do you think shot uh, first? Or what me, do you prefer and why? For me, uh, I'm not going to be a contrarian here. For me, Han shot, if you want to say Han shot first, Han shot first. I think he did because it makes the character, it makes the character there it is. I can see Greedo. Greedo's eyes got a like puppy dog eyes. Luke's got a power of the force figure. He's looking at me a puppy dog eyes, Greedo, but it makes everything. It makes Han who he is. And it makes the end uh, of a new hope star Wars, even more impacting that Han Solo is the one who came in and saved the day after everything he said and did during the film. I think, it, and, and as to what Paul Blake says, I actually think it makes great. It gives Greedo a bit of glory. He went. He was down mm. there, giving it, you know, all that, and before he could even deliver the killing blow, bang, he's gone. He's part of this infamous scene, and I think the changes derail it. So for me, Han, if you want to say who shot first, Han shot first. But for me, Han shot. Now I'll I'll bow to the canonicity of it all, as George says. But in my head, it's Han. But what about you, mate? Are you a fan of what they've done in terms of the doing it at the same time? I mean, at the at the end of the day. Canonically, um, I think it's so minute that you can still interpret it as them shooting at the same time. And, you know, I totally get that if you grow up with these films for like like 20 odd years and then you go to the cinema and something you weren't expecting is completely changed. (laughs) No, I I do get it. I do get it. But I'm what, but I'm not part of that generation. Right. So I I discovered this in later years, you know, this was all new to me, but I was, I think, the 2010s i found out about the han shot first thing because as a kid i i wasn't going on like the internet and googling who shot first or like i didn't even see the expression right and so i i i totally get it and i think now looking back and doing doing kind of the research for this topic it's really interesting to see the development the reasoning sometimes the wrong reasoning but again, I I really enjoy Steven Spielberg's outlook at this, you know, and, it, and which, by the way, takes some humility. I'm not saying yes. that George doesn't have the humility. I think George is genuinely believes his changes for the better, and it makes more sense for his character arc. That is debatable, right? For us, that is debatable. Yeah. I love Spielberg's Spielberg's um, attitude toward it. That no, do you know what? I changed it back because it's it's from this time it's from in this case 
a Han versus Greedo saga is from 1977. And that's where it should be from. I get it. But McClunky, pretty cool. Pretty cool. (laughs) Who are we to argue? Hi, this is Christopher Sean, Kazuta Ziono in Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Right, mate, hopefully we don't get gunned down in cold blood by a John Wayne-esque cowboy here outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. Here we are. Let's go in. Let's have a drink. The only question that remains, my man, is shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, master? For a drink? Yes, mate, let's all get on the, uh, the Greedo Gin. Because each week here in the Bantina, we hear from you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers, the real deal, and we want to hear your thoughts on what we've been discussing. So this week, we asked the time-old question since 1997, who shot first? And you guys didn't hold back with your thoughts once again. Lukey boy, where did, what, what were the uh, interactions on Instagram giving us? Right, let's start with the old the old lads themselves, uh, Twin Sons Collecting. Should be Han. Han shot first, and this is reinforced by Solo, a Star Wars story. It's a horrible, janky edit every time they change it. And uh, we also asked, like, does it change Han Solo's character, which we actually got a lot of mixed responses to. Uh, Twin Sun said, not really. We already see him undoing his gun holster during the dialogue, so we know he's going to shoot anyway. The Greedo firing is just a pointless is just pointless unless we're to assume Han has the force uh, or force-like re- reflexes, which mm-hmm. he doesn't. And he still blows Greedo away and chucks some money to the bartender. So that still sums up his character. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I kind of get that. And I like mm-hmm. that take on that like third question that we put out about, does yeah. it change Han's character? Um, Danny Fandoms over from the US says, I'm a man of facts. So canonically, it's Greedo. Oh, I understand the change. So Han didn't look like a cold-blooded killer. I like it, mate. I, I really appreciate it. Woody strikes back. Absolute lad. Says, definitely Han for me. He then adds mcclunky and then (laughs) and then he says he does think it changes han ever so slightly but not in a significant way for me personally um but i think the majority of people the vast majority of people um were either throwing up han solo quotes or saying han shot first pretty much uh what else are people saying on the interwebs mate twitter facebook uh, pretty much the same, mate. I've just been going through the old X comments or Twitter comments, and everybody, oh, X, everybody yeah. said Han, apart from uh, Dark Jedi, who said it's George Lucas's story, so it's whomever he wants it to be. If he decided to change it in the special edition release, there's no problem. If people don't like it, 
they're allowed to have their opinions but the final say goes to him fair mm. enough uh, good shout dark jedi um yeah every person on twitter says han solo uh, there's a few mcclunkies thrown in there for good measure and nobody's sitting here saying it changes his character arc detriment uh, in a positive way our boy newbold mark newbold I've, chuck- I've just seen his name there uh, he said han shot first it's part of his character arc from shooting Greedo in cold blood in a, in a new hope to mm-hmm. giving Lando his ship in Return of the Jedi. Uh, yeah, that's a very good way of looking at it if you want to look at it from the entire trilogy as well. So thank you there, Newbold. And moving over to uh, Facebook, same again, uh, including Dan Cramphorn, who, as we know, does a fantastic Greedo cosplay. We took a snap with him uh, as part of Joker Squad at Portsmouth Comic Con. And he says, even though he uh, loves the character and he does dress as Greedo in his spare time, I believe, as well. He mm-hmm. says Han Solo is the one who shot first. Naomi Cook, as much as Greedo is my homeboy, it was definitely that scruffy-looking nerf herder who shot first. McClunky. Uh, yeah, so Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, for the first time in a long time, seem, seem to be united on something. And that is that Han shot. And also McClunky is, seems to be <laughs> making so, its way into Star Wars vernacular. So... so <laughs> You know, it's a split because, you know, <laughs> yeah. would you get the... I mean, I suppose if Han shot first, you, you could still have the McClunky. But I'm a fan of Han to say it. I, I like the McClunky. I'm here for it. Would you, like, it. would you like it if Han shot him um, and then looked at his smoking corpse and said, <laughs> McClunky, and just walked off? Maybe. Depends. <laughs> Depends how it's delivered and if he like was that. doing any other, any other actions. You know? He was shaking his hips clunky yeah maybe <laughs> winking who knows who knows mate <laughs> it's, it's greedo's line look greedo's gone out in a, like a punk and he also gets that line as his final word in the galaxy before he meets his maker but uh yeah everyone's pretty much united that han shot uh even if canonically it is greedo himself so uh this debate will roll on forever and ever and hey look we love it we're here for all the debates in the world but uh thank you everyone for sending in your comments if you didn't hear your comment this week, please do continue to send in your thoughts. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be featured on an upcoming stint in the Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right, Spices Part of the Bantina. Um, Patreon questions section. Uh, only the Patreon sickheads get to ask these, and they can ask pretty much anything Star Wars related every single month. Uh, to kick us off this week, it is Martin Mido, the Midalorian himself. Uh, he asked this with Ahsoka on the horizon. Do you hope to go to the premiere if there is one? And will you be doing a weekly episode reviews or waiting until the whole series has aired? Um, yeah, cheeky, cheeky question. Obviously, the premiere is probably over in Los Angeles or something. But there's there's equivalent London events, isn't there? Like a European premiere. I, th- I think they just call them special screenings. They're not really premieres, are they? Uh, yeah, Matty boy. What are you saying, mate? Uh, Mido, local boy, huh? Um, yeah, to your point, local boy. Yeah. In terms of a, a premiere, there ain't going to be one because they can't have a premiere right. really without the, the the lead cast there. Independent films can or or studios, but Disney can't. 
But like you say, because they can have special... Of. Because of the strikes, the ongoing yeah. WGA SAG after strikes, uh, it would be redundant almost. But like you say, they can have special screenings and people can go along and watch them because mm-hmm. it's unpaid. It's not struck work, if you will. In the United States, I, I'm fully aware that their, uh, their attitudes might be slightly different because there are people who want to maybe one day be part of these unions. Plus, there's a lot of misinformation online as well. But here in the UK, special screening is just that. I, we mentioned it on our last episode that it, you know every film that's coming out is mm-hmm. getting its usual multimedia slash press screening or special screening. It doesn't. It, it is just a screening where you go along, watch it, maybe take a few pictures. But there's nothing wrong with doing that. You're not from. You're not promoting it in a way that would go against any strikes. And even then, in the UK, you know, with the whole equity deal as well, it's a completely different uh, ball game. So if there is a special screening event then yeah i'd love to go along to it because it doesn't contravene any existing laws and it, it, there is no issue of doing that now if anyone mm. came out and said wow just saw the first episode of ahsoka and i got paid 500 pounds to do it and now i'm going to tell you how great it is for that there's a problem there but anyway, at the same time that would be an issue without the strikes and i think that's what people are losing sight of if you're getting paid to be at a, an event or a promote or something like that you are being influenced by that it's it's wrong it's not just a Correct. strikes thing yeah we wouldn't be therefore i would have no issues with going there in terms of the reviews uh ahsoka recap drops in wow pretty much through two two weeks from now uh it will be mm-hmm. doing our usual weekly recaps on the uh mid-afternoon sort of time on in every wednesday lunch to mid-afternoon depending on uh, how much filth we can spew out from the episodes but yeah, yeah keep an eye out for them we'll be we'll be coming out of those i'm sure lukey boys gonna have a dirty jingle about them as well yeah we love the recaps uh there's something about getting up early and watching the star war and hoping it's good and then getting on with my good mate here and just chatting about it and getting hopefully excited so yeah uh weekly recaps for ahsoka and in terms of a, a special screening i'm up for it because it doesn't contravene any any kind of existing action but what about you my man would you uh, would you accept an invite and you want to do some recaps i mean i i totally understand why some people maybe even podcasters wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable um to go to any sort of a soca event right but again Matty Bo- and by the way Matty boy and i have spoken about this we spoke about this um a few weeks back yeah. you know at the potential um, opportunity of being invited to something in London, which you know now nowadays it looks like we we you know thankfully are you know we feel very privileged to do that, but we fall under the category of like journalists as opposed to influencers, right? And a, and again, there's a whole different thing there. We we know some Star Wars friends who would be considered quote unquote influencers and maybe one day they want to be part of an actors union, right? So the approach there is a little bit different. It's a little bit dif- different. And and even even then if you're uk based if you're uk talent you're probably going to join a union like equity as opposed to sag which is of course an american based union so even there i i think there's a bit more lee- leeway than people understand and then of course there is the whole solidarity thing right some people just want to be seen or or, or not even be seen but um people want to show their support for the strikes which you know, I get that too. 
I get yep. that too. At the end of the day, right? Are we? This this stems from, I think, Matt, like our decision to go. Are we going to do recaps? Yes or no? Yes. That's what we're going to do. As Absolutely. on other Star Wars podcasts and other Star Wars creators, they've all got their own outlooks and perceptions on this, particularly with American outlooks versus uh, British or, or, or non-American outlooks, right? And I think some people are forgetting that, you know, the world is larger than the US, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not adding anyone there. Not adding anyone there, but that's just the, the way it is. It can be a little bit of a bubble over there sometimes. And... Um, yeah, I. Yeah, we we decided. Yeah, we're going to do the episode. So uh, we're going to be doing re- uh, episode recaps. So are we going to watch Ahsoka that week and talk about it and talk about our recaps and talk about our opinions that are unbiased? Yes. So what what's stopping us from just going to an event? Like is 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 someone like oh well, Commode wouldn't go, but is. A journalist from, I don't want to say names, but we have friends who are journalists who work at newspapers or like websites. Are they going to go? Yeah. Because that's their job. Yep. That's their job. They're yeah. not part. They're not part of the union. And even in the, in the states, it's their job. If it, if you're a journalist, if you're considered a journalist, then it's your job to report on this sort of stuff. We only report on Star Wars. So <laughs> that's, that's what so, we're here for. Yeah. We so exist again. For. That, in short, mate, I just wanted to add a bit more clarity. So as things stand right now, unless there is maybe a revision in our understanding, you know, maybe a refinement in our understanding, as of right now, our plan is, yes, to go to a London-based Ahsoka uh, a, a event, not a premiere. And, yeah, we're going to be doing recaps. And we'll probably like talk about the strikes and out effects stuff as well, right? Like we'll, like we'll still be bringing that to the forefront, particularly on Ahsoka stuff, maybe. But yeah, we'll we'll figure that out as it as it comes. Maybe there'll be a deal in place by then. Who knows? Maybe that's being optimistic. It probably is, but let's see. Apparently, they had a meeting all together on Friday or something last I week. I don't think so. it went very successfully by the sounds of it, but, um, oh, right, but only yeah. from what I saw prior logged on. But, but yeah, like you said, mate, a, a screening is is different to a paid promotional event. Um, I was just looking in my inbox, mate. I have had invites some to Meg 2, Gran Turismo, Teenage Turtles, and another one. I haven't gone to them because I haven't had time to, unfortunately. But it's because you are there to report on it, as would we be for an Ahsoka premiere. It's not to go there and do interviews and stuff like that. It's to go there to watch a show and then report on it in the way that we do. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why we would be asked to be there. So, um, yeah, watch this space. But the recaps are going to be uh, pretty naughty, as, as they always are. You know, we, we, we love doing it. We know you guys love hearing it. So, like Luke said, unless anything monumental happens, then, you know, expect business as usual when it comes to Ahsoka, which drops in two weeks' time, mate. Oof. Regardless of whatever happens in the world, that show is still dropping in two weeks' time, and everybody who is uh, a Star Wars fan will be watching it, and we're all excited for it. Hopefully it's good, mate, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe this next question's good. I don't know. Shane Daly, <laughs> sick head. Sorry, Mrs. <laughs> Richards. Shane Daly, he said, uh, thank you for that, Martin. Shane Daly said, genuinely forget I get a question to ask you, chaps. <laughs> so... Being 100% honest, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Granted, this is a Star Wars podcast and it's epic all around, but pick three movies or shows as a whole to stand against the three Lord of the Rings films 
and I still think the latter comes out on top. Just. Don't hate me. I still adore the wars. Peace, love, and bananas. Shane. Uh, Lukey boy, right. Speaking of like, Han versus Greedo, the wars versus the rings here, mate. Shane says, in, in terms of the three films as a whole, he doesn't think anything can beat them in, uh, for Middle Earth, but what are you thinking, mate? The wars or the rings? Well, I think it's it's a it's a hard one right because i i do absolutely adore lord of the rings yeah. and i you know grew up watching those mum took us to the cinemas to see those and uh, the cinema to see those and yeah i absolutely love those films return of the king especially and fellowship two towers i, I mean we talk about this because you love two towers i dig it i'm not as struck on two towers you know now uh, i still really enjoy it i still yeah. really like it it's i just don't think it's as strong as what i used to think it was and also i think the extended editions i think they're too long i think there's a reason why peter jackson i know look he's going they're too long mate they're too long there's a reason why peter jackson was like no no we need to shorten these bad boys otherwise people are just going to be sitting in the cinema thinking what the hell am i watching you know it doesn't have the right pace it doesn't have the right momentum i love the lord of the rings films i think they're some of the best they're, they're one of the best trilogies in filmmaking ever made. But listen, Shane, right? Your yeah, question, I, th- I think... Okay, and I'm going to be harsh, right? I think your question is flawed. With the deepest respect, I think it's flawed because you're comparing all of Star Wars versus the Lord of the Rings trilogy, mm-hmm. right? Really, it should be the Hobbit films, Lord of the Rings, and Rings of Power from a certain point of view, Rings of Power. But I'm going to include that because mm-hmm. that's how it's been marketed, right? Versus the Star Wars originals, um, prequels, sequels, and the shows. I think Star Wars has more flexibility. It has more variety. It has more of a potential to, to dive into something like Andor or the Book of Boba Fett, right? Two different extremes in storytelling pop culture. It has the versatility that something like Middle Earth can never have. But that's not a bad thing. They're inherently completely different things. The Lord of the Rings films are outstanding. They they hold up in some regards. You know, that those visions in Fellowship of the Ring are very ropey. There is some humour that when you rewatch, you're like, oh, that doesn't quite land. You know, it's of its time. It's of its age. Because of my bias, because of what I've brought up, been brought up with, and I was brought up with both, I'm leaning more towards Star Wars as of right <laughs> now. It doesn't mean it's better. There's no such thing, right? It's, it's you know, it's what subjective. my... It's subjective. It's my opinion. It's my personality. It's my feelings. And sometimes feelings transcend debate. They transcend, mm-hmm. you know, reason even sometimes. So I'm going to go with Star Wars, but just, just... You naughty boy. Yeah. Long answer. Matty boy, go on, know. mate. What are you, you going to say? What are you going to yeah, tell no. us? I think you... you you said it perfectly at the end there that you know feeling can transcend particular like what potential objectivity as well at times because mm. i think the lord of the rings trilogy the original lord of the rings trilogy you don't see a mcclunky edit there i'll just say that but i think the original lord of the rings trilogy is yet. yeah uh, it'll be gimli who says it won't it or one of the orcs um <laughs> just, just actually just as aragorn cuts off lurks head he'll be like mcclunky <laughs> cut um I think those films for me are, are, are not far short of perfection. 
just in terms of their overall filmmaking. Like, I think in terms of quality yeah, of phenomenal. filmmaking, I think the Lord of the Rings films are better than the OT. But there's that feeling, though. And, and, and mm-hmm. but, but also saying that, you know, I, I love the idea of sitting down and watching The Fellowship of the Ring or any of the, the three films, in fact, because there's something about them. Like the, uh, the music, like hearing concerning Hobbits and the Shire theme makes me smile. It makes my oh, heart hurt darn. in happiness. That, that theme. That theme is perfection. It just works. I think the casting's great. I think the films are great. I like the extended editions. I agree that the theatrical versions were the right ones to put out. Yes. I like that the extended editions actually don't for me they don't weigh the films down they actually add so much more which may not be necessary particularly when you watch the theatricals but it's like the canon books that if if you mm. watch the extended editions mm-hmm. and you know it great if not doesn't matter um yeah I like but that. You know, there's something about the but the star wars original trilogy if again it's the feeling isn't it and also like you say the there's the flexibility that you can get with it it's the you can do anything and they're trying to do that with rings of power and I haven't still watched all of it yet, but they're varying degrees of success, so I believe. Listen, so listen. I believe. I lo- I really. I, it seems I enjoyed Rings of Power more than a lot of people did, mm-hmm. right? And we've had on the Patreon show. You know, I spoke uh, with Glover about this last year. Yes, he's, he's a, a massive fan, Middle yeah. Earth fan, right? He prefers Middle Earth to a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. And he was surprised at, at coming out and seeing some like Andor, which, of course, uh, yourself, Glover, and I we went to the and or events yes, together right? he went there and there. took photos with us and stuff and he said he came away with that thinking yeah i think i prefer that to rings of power right there is something about it the fact that you love those original films so well you've not mentioned the hobbit films and you've gone hang <laughs> on right i you know there's this new middle earth show and yet you're not i haven't finished it yet I don't believe for a yeah. second, even when it's average, like, but when, again, yeah, subjectively between us, even when it's a bit average or lackluster, Boba Fett, Kenobi, maybe the Mando or and or whatever you are into or not into, I think if you're a Star Wars fan, you watch those. That's it, mate. It's the connection. Just, there's, it? there's something about it. It just, you, you watch it. Rings of Power didn't have that. It did not have that for a lot of people. Yeah, and, and that, that's not me. That's not me. I watched all of it. I really enjoyed that's it. That's seeming consensus, isn't it? What people are saying. Like, I've watched the first yeah. half of it, and I thought it was pretty good, actually. I just never got around to classic me. I haven't got around to watching all of it. And The Hobbit, I mean, the prequels, look, I, I watch all the prequels, and the reason being that one, uh, episodes one, two, and three are mm-hmm. a coherent story, and they were told in the, in the way that they were supposed to be. The Hobbit trilogy, as we know, is a 100-page book stretched into three huge films, and it just mm-hmm. cannot it cannot hold its own weight it cannot uh, do it, it and, you know the second one it just turns absolute dirge uh, and the third one is not great either the first one's alright you know the actual um, the first Hobbit I can't, An Unexpected Journey that's, that yeah. starts off so much fun I love it um, and then it doesn't but um, so I think overall yeah Star Wars Star Wars as a as a an IP as a franchise if you will is, is far stronger because of flexibility and it's expanded lore as well I think you can do so much more um, yeah, but those and three because obviously Tolkien's not here anymore, and because Tol- Christopher yeah. Tolkien, well, right? Christopher so, Tolkien. But there's still plenty of material for people to sink their teeth into, and there's hundred <sighs> percent, and that's the advantage, isn't it? That's the advantage. Yeah. Is Tolkien could write this book over a period of time. George pitched this idea and was given a limited amount of time Do to it. make this stuff on a budget. He had yeah. lots of things going against him, and he still delivered 
something very good. We're talking about chalk and cheese here, but I just think that's worth mentioning. We're talking about two things which are fantastic as well. So, as much as I never want to pit, you know, quality versus quality, for me, yeah, Lord of the Rings, I feel the the three films, the classic three are head and shoulders above almost anything. Uh, But Star Wars, there's that feeling attached to it mate if you ask me the the before trilogy is better than all of them in terms of filmmaking it's one of the best it's the best trilogy of all time for me but it ain't it's not an epic it's a talky talky trilogy it's not an epic like star wars or or rings is but it's a good Mm. question though mate which does actually open up a lot of doors honestly i love those ones it opens up a lot of doors into what can be done with either how far can you take them because rings of power they tried something a little different some loved it the purists seemingly didn't look at something like andor some loved it. The pu- some of the purists of Star Wars didn't quite get it because it wasn't what they thought it should be. Blah blah, and it, it, it comes down to so many different variables. But it's a great it comes question. Down to oh oh, what? it comes down, mate. I'm going to do it. it. Execution. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Great question, though. All right. Okay. Hmm. Um, I it was so yeah, you'd rank them better than the Men in Black trilogy, yeah. Oh, Men in Black International as, as a quadrilogy as well, mate. Can't beat that. Oh, quadrilogy. So I hated yeah, that. of course. Um, yeah. Those Men in Black, mate. The first Men in Black film is quality. The it's quality. first one, I and the second one's it. good as well. Second one's good as well. And people forget and Rosario how good the Dawson. First one. Rosario oh. Dawson's in the second one. Ahsoka, yes. bang. All Star Bing, Wars. Bish, bash, bosh. Star Wars reference. Dawson, she loves it. We all love it. Men in Black love it. Yes, my man. Yeah, I really dig that first one. I'm trying to think now. I could go on forever about cool trilogies. X-Men could have been, but the third one was a bit poo. Um, as was The Godfather. Sorry. Not sorry. But yeah, there's so many, so many things you could chuck in there. Star Wars versus Indiana Jones. Um, but Lord of the Rings is, for me, yeah. I mean, if you're going to do a comparison, those first three Star Wars and those original Rings ones are almost neck and neck in terms of quality in terms of what they've delivered but <laughs> we're going Star Wars aren't we mate we're a Star Wars podcast unsurprisingly we're right. both gonna just wink a little bit more seductively <laughs> at Star Wars what has Shane done what has Shane unraveled <laughs> <laughs> if anyone out there says Lord it. of the Rings let us know though because we know it's it's subjective we're not going to tell you to stop yeah, listening yeah they're not wrong they're not you're not wrong, wrong at all get it. I would totally let get it know. by the way totally get it yeah, I love those films yeah, absolutely dirty. Mido, Shano, thank you so much for your questions there. Re- good, good questions got us talking there. We could have gone on for a lot longer with those questions, mm. but for the first mm-hmm. time in a long time, we've shown a little bit of restraint here on Star Wars Session. Now, <laughs> <laughs> that is that then for this week's stint in the Bantina Bartender. Sorry about the mess, but we're going to be back again same time and again oh. next week with another spicy batch of questions and chat here in the Bantina. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Every week we end the show with a game because why not? That's what we like to you do. Know. And we take turns doing it. This week it's my turn to host. So Matty Boy is playing. Or maybe, should we say, rehearsing. Matty Boy, Ooh. do you know what you want to play this week? Well, I don't know what I want to play, but you're going to tell me what I am going to play. You, you, will, you will want to play this. Here we go. You will I'm want down. to play this. I'm down. Well, we are doing a uh, cheeky little... Uh, dress rehearsal and the dress is imaginary 
of uh, of the interaction between Han Solo and Greedo from Ooh. A New Hope from Star okay. Wars. Okay, so we're going to rehearse their interaction. I will be playing Han Solo, and you will be playing Greedo. Okay. Um, I want you to remember as much Hutties as possible, or just wing it. That could be a problem. <laughs> it might be a problem, but if if you're extra nice and if you've got the right spirit, the right effort, I may or may not send you some uh, hutties to try and read out. That could so be quite handy. I'll send you the first. I'll send you the first line. <laughs> so it's it, it 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 says it says this. Oh wow. Once you see it, once you see it, you will go. Oh yeah, I recognise that. That I would. I want to learn this off by heart. That's maybe my goal. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea what he said. It's one of those things where you know the scene inside out, apart from the alien language, but... Hutties. I'm down. I'm, I dig it. I dig it. Hutties. Hutties. Right, let's do it. Let's pretend we're in the cantina. Okay, okay. You're dressed up as a... What's it described in the original script? A slimy alien. Slimy green slimy alien. green alien. <laughs> yes. And, you, and you've got to try and do the voice as well, mate. Not getting away with... Ooh, wow. This, yeah, not, not getting away with any lazy bones, all right? Go on, give us some... Uh, I've sent you the line. What does he say okay. first? <clears throat> go Gunta on. Gota, solo. That's not bad. I'm worried That's I'm going to go into something That's else here, but I'm going to try not good. to. Yes, Greedo. As a matter of fact, oh, that's rubbish. I'm just going to talk in my usual voice. Can't be bothered. I can't be bothered to do a young Han Harrison Ford. Yes, Greedo. As a matter of fact, I was just going to see your boss. Tell Jabba that I've got his money. Um, what do you think he says next? Uh, you're not googling it, are you? You're not, you're not googling uh, uh, nothing, are you? I, uh, uh, I, well, I didn't know what I'd type in if I was going to. <laughs> what does Greedo Wait. say in A New Hope? <laughs> Um, uh, what do you think he says? I've got his money. Have you got? Have you got it? Um, no. uh, um, a tachuta ali. Uh, n- <laughs> not bad. He says this. He really? Says that. Not go bad. I've, I've sent you through. I've sent you through what he says. Oh, here but, we go. Yeah. Oh, I was nearly there. Here we go. Okay, it's not bad. So, um, so on page. <laughs> so on page. I can't, I got, I'm gonna go into a really bad territory. So on page, ali. Bara tram nita kvaki chita Java one in chico wa rush ani hikatani wana raska Jaskin yani ki chusu chusu who writes this who writes this Matt a genius a genius writes this I agree with you there someone who does not think on the normal well quite what is normal what is normal no yeah but but this time I've got the money. Um, cocky, cheeky, party flunker. See, do you, do you know what's funny about this? Is that you're Bota. getting the length. You're kind of getting the length of the of the, co- of the sentences right, which okay. goes to show how ingrained this subconsciously it's probably there. Go on. It's, so what he actually says is. Andrea cool in Tukun Kuthwao. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. He says, uh, Han says, I don't have it with me. Tell Jabba. And then you interrupt with. Uh. Eeth Plo Kun. Nope. See, you're running out of options there. I've sent through. I've sent through the. uh, What he actually says is. 
te- <laughs> who I did interrupt with Tens Hikigni Hoko Rua Puyana Ulwan Spa Stika Gashuku Panama 3P 3P <laughs> 3P what very Anoma. good mate. you're doing very good I'm even I get boarded sometimes do you think I had a choice <sighs> I mean it's just worse <laughs> this now is isn't so, it um, this is so harsh isn't it this is uh, so harsh go on I've uh, sent you the line mate I've sent you the line Tiok Jabba Bupa Gumpa Ne Atu Atta Empire Over My Dead Body Oh, no, I can't remember what he says now. Um, um, I, I can't remember mm-hmm. what he says. Achuta solo. Okuniuma. Chesco Pakuta. Please, Catlanco. Yeah, Oscar. What comes next? Next. McClunky. Yes, I bet you have. Then he says, McClunky. Sorry. McClunky. I mean, I got almost all of those words right first time. You pretty much did, mate. What you is You pretty just, much did. Take a take a time to look at whatever that is you've just written in the chat. There's letters just thrown out. But I remember my daughter used to speak like that when she was eight months old. Some of the stuff, boopa goompa and all this sort of stuff. Um... <laughs> And then when when he's like, ah, oh, yeah, Oscar. I was like, you ain't going to get an Oscar for this. But um, unfortunately, the screenplay didn't win. What, what is that in Jayakul at Itukon Kuthuau? Do you know what's weird, right? All of I've, it. I've, so I, re- I, d- I tried to find this transcript, right, online. And <laughs> I came across this thing called uh, Groups, Google Groups. Uh, yeah. Never heard of it. Me neither, right? Classic Google. And on the 20th of May, 1992, this is on the internet, 1992, at quarter to 8 p.m., what? a user called Wildcard said, I set my VCR on repeat and managed to t- transcribe Greedo's conversation with Han. I didn't include Han's side because I didn't feel like typing it out. Disclaimer, this is what I thought I heard when I went over it and over and over and over over. So if anyone disagrees on whether or not that's actually what Greedo said, then keep it to yourself. I don't want to hear it. Take it and up with Mad Lad, whatever his name it is. is. It's wild. It is absolutely wild that this dude like did all of this. Years ago. And, it, and it's pretty accurate. Obviously, it's from it's from the nineties, right? It's from ninety two. So that's it not a special be, edition, is it? The original, yeah, be the original right. or the VHS or the t- maybe TV version. But I oh, listen. I we we joke, but thirty one years ago, I respect anybody who's got the patience to rewind, pause, rewind, pause, rewind, pause a VHS because it's very hard to do that and get it in the space you want it to get to, and it can also wear that tape down. I respect it. It's not like nowadays when you've got your little touch screen and you can flick it back and forward or subtitles and all that stuff. No, no, no. That is a, a monumental effort from I know, Mad right? Lad 31 years ago. What's his name? Wildcard, explanation oh. mark, explanation mark. Um, and this and what's crazy, it's like a forum. I don't even know what this is. There's This guy says, Richard Pieri, stainless steel rat responds to him and there's another dude on here called gregory a martin 
and Gorsuch JDN, and they're all talking about it. Gorsuch. This dude, John John Gorsuch, he he he's in the UK. He says in the program from Star Wars uh, to Jedi making of a saga shown in the UK a few years ago, we see an interview with the guy who invents the Star Wars languages and goes on and talks more and more about it. This is fascinating. I think I'm going to have to upload this in some capacity. I want to read some of this. Is it crazy? The internet obviously was about in. In funny ways, back and way back when, but it didn't really come into the public consciousness right. until round about yeah the mid nineties, just a bit later. So whatever this is, is cray cray, as the right? kids probably would say. Um, cr- and this is what just after the heir to the empire. So Star Wars is back mm-hmm. for, the, for those who want to see it. Um, mm-hmm. People were so starved of anything that they were translating what Greedo said in a scene. In the canteen. Guta, guta solo. Uncle Neoma, Chesco, Pukuta. Please, Kletanko, ya Oscar. But it shows, though, the, the passion slash madness uh, that Star Wars fans have that they wanted to document what was said in this scene, even though there was, at the time, probably no real reason for it because it, you're not living in an internet world where you can just throw it out to the world. Who, who was going to see this apart from John Gorsuch? Um, steel rat and all the rest of them it's well, so so uh star wars fanny no and it's so you could imagine like in my head this is very unfair but you could imagine these guys like i mean there's this dude who's been playing yeah a new hope on repeat yeah. on his vhs yeah and he's, he's gone his- on the internet <laughs> to write this out he's got his commodore like, 64 you can almost imagine you know like you know uh fanboys you know the the film which i'm due to be re-watching i think later this week uh you look you you got it somewhere down there if you i have the mate. Old, uh, I've actually this time i can actually Blu-ray. find it there it is yes there it, there it is absolutely Fanboys. stunning absolute stunner of a film you know it reminds you of that time doesn't it of well, innocent age almost uh, early the early you know stages of the internet where not everyone was on it and it was it was still pretty niche matt this is from 1992 that's, that's crazy genuinely crazy that this kind of discussion not that, not that this discussion was happening because you can imagine fans sitting in coffee shops or wherever they would frequent back then kind of geeking out about it was more taboo then as well so they w- literally would be geeking out but yeah fact like frasier but more more geeky but even more geeky even more square lensed but yeah. the fact that there were actual like groups and forums in the early 90s genuinely mate has actually bent my head a little bit because if you said mm. 97 98 you know it would have been okay fine it's still right. early but 1992 this that's so I weird I, but i do it does warm the old cockles a little bit to know that even back then, there were people who were willing to document what happened. Maybe those guys went on to create Wikipedia. Who knows? Who knows? He, mate, I'm, I'm, I actually think that in some places this is a better translation because it's like phonetic. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll try and figure out a way to post this and share this with the wild. But there we go. Thank you, Wildcard, for posting this on the 20th of May, 1992, at quarter to eight p.m. Uh, I, I can't fathom it. I can't I fathom it. So, um, ooh, all I can say is Uta Guta wildcard, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and and with uh, a weird group talking about Greedo and Han's confrontation <laughs> in 1992 on the early days of the internet, I suppose, I suppose episode 216 comes to an end. 
I think you're right, mate. Back in the early days of the sessions, we used to whip out some pretty strange t- talking topics, uh, just as strange as that sentence was. But in episode 216, we are here talking about Hound versus Greedo in one of the weirdest sagas of them all. So, you know, sessions will never change. Will never be, there will never be a, a sessions edit. It'll always be the same old, same old. But that is that for this episode, though, of Star Wars Sessions. And the fun doesn't end there because no one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us? Master Blywalker. They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can find us on X or Twitter, whatever way you want to refer to it. We're on threads as well. Don't really know how that's doing or, you know, if people are that bothered by it. We're on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok too. Uh, Just search Star Wars Sessions. You'll find us. Drop us a message or an email to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Don't forget about our Patreon as well, guys. uh, Patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions for tons of cheeky bonus content and we mentioned it up top we got a great discord if you want to join the discord server it's our big friendly group chat dm us we'll make sure that you're legit and then we'll send you a link to to the discord server to join it's free so there we yes, go sir. that is free mm. and listening to the show is free and that's one way to support us we thank you for it but also, if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice, including Spotify, you know what's coming. Scroll up now, hit those five stars. I haven't even finished yet and you've already done it. Thank you so much. Thank because you. those five stars, you know what? They really do get help the show grow. They do get new listeners in. They do get us up those listening lists. And it's another way to hear from more of you every week. Yeah, we need a few more Apple podcast reviews. We need a few more of those. That, yeah. that would mean a lot. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about Ooh. us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your cousins, tell your mate, tell your cats, tell your nearest 1990s internet surfing nerds. <laughs> tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the casual spicier. Everybody's heard about the nerd. Yes, tell your nearest Kristen Bell that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke. Luke. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Dane Shaley. My clunky. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. They are Essex-based podcast heroes... Puta puta solo. What?